Hello, everyone. This is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the March 20, 2023 edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. Happy first day of spring. And I hope if you're a basketball fan, your basketball bracket is not too badly busted for the March Madness Final Four tournament going on right now. Champion Fiberglass began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988, and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. Today's podcast will highlight the latest changes in electrical marketing's electrical price index and look at some pricing trends and some other key construction materials. We'll also check out some weekly economic indicators that can give you a sense of where the U.S. economy and electrical market may be heading in the coming weeks and months. These five weekly indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rate count, oil prices and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy series of podcasts this year. For the week ending March the 11th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial unemployment claims was 192,000. That's a decrease of 20,000 from the previous week's revised level. The previous week's level was revised up by 1,000 from 211,000 to 212,000. The national unemployment rate increased in February to 3.6%, and that's an increase of 0.2%. These five states had the largest decreases in unemployment claims for the week ending March the 11th. New York was down 15,305. California's unemployment claims were down 2,312. Georgia was down 1,189. Oregon was down 1,129. And Minnesota was down 1,028 unemployment claims. These five states had the biggest increase in unemployment claims for the week ending March the 20th. Ohio was up 2,344 claims. Indiana was up 1,817 claims. Illinois was up 651 claims. Oklahoma was up 388 claims. And Florida was up 276 claims. An interesting leading economic indicator for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic because it's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR, which publishes this data weekly. For the week ending March the 11th, total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 458,629 carloads and intramunions. That's down 7.6% compared with the same week last year. For the first 10 weeks of 2023, U.S. railroads reported total combined U.S. traffic of 4,626,167 carloads and intramodal units, and that's a decrease of 4.8% compared to this time last year. There were some consistencies in the individual freight categories, as the same category showed some of the biggest declines and biggest increases with the data in our last podcast. For the most recent data on a year-to-date basis, total intermodulants were down 9%, chemicals were down 7.4%, and forest products were down 7.1%. Categories showing the, the biggest increases in the year-to-date data were petroleum and petroleum products, which were up 12.1%, motor vehicles and parts up 10.5%, and non-metallic minerals were up 6.5%. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker-Hughes rig count. This tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating on a weekly basis. The data is available by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. 
The nation's largest oil basin, the Permian Basin in Texas, lost six streaks during the week of March 11th. But drilling activity in the nation's largest oil basin is still up 8.5% over last year, with 27 more rigs in operation. However, as on our last podcast, we reported that the basin lost four rigs, and drilling activity does appear to be slowing in the Permian. None of the other individual basins had any notable change in activity. On a national basis, there are 83 more rigs operating than this time last year, and that's good for a 12.5% year-over-year increase. That percentage increase has slipped since our last podcast. The current price of West Texas Intermediate or WTI crude oil as of March the 20th is $66.32 per barrel, going to macrotrends.net. That's a significant drop of 10% over the past week, due larger, largely to the trouble with the regional banks. The average price of WTI barrel for 2023 is $76.98, which despite the turmoil in the banking market, isn't too far off the $77.60 average parts we reported in our last podcast two weeks ago. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because he's the leading economic indicator for future business activity since copper is used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets for copper because of its use in wire and cable and copper plumbing pipe. COMEX copper prices as of March the 20th are $3.94 per pound. They dropped about $0.10 cents a pound since our last podcast and are close to where they were at the start of the year. The average price for COMEX copper is $4.08 per pound through the first three months of 2023. Now let's take a look at some price changes in the key electrical product categories for Electrical Markets Electrical Price Index for February 2023. The price changes in the EPI were not as dramatic as in previous months, but the increases show that there's still some inflation in the pipeline. Let's take a look at it. This slide shows the biggest monthly and annual increases in electrical products in the Electrical Marketing Electrical Price Index. If you need monthly pricing trend data to use as a benchmark for the electrical products that you sell, it's available for more than 20 product categories as part of a $99 annual subscription to Electrical Marketing Newsletter. Subscribers also get historical pricing data for these product categories and for the total index going to the 1990s. Uh, the chart on the left is for the products with some of the larger increases in uh, month to month. And if you take a look at it, you can see the power and wire and cable was up 3.8% in February. Building wire was up 2.1%. Pole line hardware up 1.5%. Ballast up 1.5%. Fasteners up 1.1%. Some important product categories that were down were non-metallic conduit showing a 2.9% increase and Conduit fittings down 3.7%. Total index was up 0.2%. When you look on the chart on the right, we'll take a look at the year-over-year price changes through February 2023. Biggest in the index as a whole was up 7.7% through February. Wiring device and connectors up 24.3%. Power wire and cable also leading the monthly as as in the yearly data. It was up 23.3%. Metal conduit up 19.4%. Fuses up 14.1% year over year in February. Industrial controls up 3.8%. Excuse me, 13.8%. And you have circuit breakers up 13.2%. And pole line hardware up. 10.9%. When you look at all the volatility we've seen in electrical product pricing over the past two years, it's important to get a sense of what, what is the average monthly increase in the EPI. We have that data going back to the 1990s. The average monthly increase in the EPI is 0.22%. 
year-over-year year price increase on an average basis is, on a monthly basis year-over-year, year, is 2.6%. If you look at the charts there, you can get us at the yellow line illustrates what the average is on the monthly, and you can see how far over we had been on the monthly basis, and when that change actually started to rise above there, it peaked uh, sometime last year, early last year. Year-over-year year price also as we mentioned, 2.6% is the average monthly reading on a year-over-year basis. We started climbing in uh, late, late 2020, uh, 2021, peaking last year, early last year, first quarter, and we seem to be heading down toward the average, but we still have not hit that 2.6% plateau. The electrical market is not the only segment of the construction industry that has dealt with huge price increases and volatile price changes over the past two years. In the producer price index data for February that's published by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, you can see that some other categories have seen some big changes. For example, asphalt and concrete are running particularly high. The cement is running up year over year up 15%. Concrete products are 14%. Pre-stressed concrete products are up 28.2%. And paving mixtures and blocks are up 14.5%. Lumber and plywood are also quite volatile, currently down 34.1%. Over the past years, we've seen it up about that much. So that's, that's a product category that goes up and down quite a bit. Let's also take a look at the scrap prices for iron, steel, stainless steel, and copper. Former federal chairman Alan Greenspan liked to look at scrap prices because he believed they were a good indicator of the overall health of the U.S. economy. Currently, iron and steel scrap prices are down 8.9% year over year in February. Stainless and alloy steel scrap were down 25.6% through February, and copper-based scrap was down 7.3% through February. This wraps up our podcast for today. A special thanks to the folks from Champion Fireglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy Series of Podcasts for 2023. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you would like us to cover in these podcasts. Our next presentation will be on April the 3rd. Until then, be happy, stay healthy. Look forward to talking with you in two weeks.